Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Orange Theory Fitness, delivering fitness results for a healthier world. From Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge, we're out to lunch with editor of the Baton Rouge Business Report, Stephanie Regal. It's business Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. One of the chief goals of technology is to improve efficiency, to make it quicker and easier to do our jobs and to make money. And Baton Rouge is home to a growing number of tech companies that are coming up with software products and services that increase efficiency in a variety of sectors. Today we have a couple of guests whose companies are on the cutting edge of devising new ways of doing rather routine things and making a big difference. Joining me is Joel Costonis, CEO of a company that is changing the way commercial and industrial construction companies test the composition of aggregates, the sand, gravel, and crushed stone materials used in heavy construction. The company is Ace Industry Holdings, and its signature product is the Ace Autograde Laboratory. Now that's a mobile testing lab about the size of your average washing machine, and it streamlines and improves the accuracy of aggregates testing, which if you know anything about commercial construction, and I don't, you'll know is very important <laughs> because aggregates are key components that are used to strengthen the composite materials like concrete and asphalt. As such, they are rigorously tested and regulated. And until Joel's mobile lab came along, that testing was done manually, which was time-consuming, expensive, and prone to human error. The Autograde Laboratory is making this testing process quicker and easier, and a lot of major companies have begun adopting this technology in just the 18 months since your company has been around. Joel, it's such a cool story. Thanks for joining me today on Out to Lunch. Thank you. Also at the table with me and Joel is Matt Mullinex, a local public relations consultant and partner in a firm that has developed a new GPS tracking software called VIP Signal that is making it quicker and easier for governments and companies to track their employees in the field. The product has been evolving over the past two years, but one of its initial applications was in tracking participants and emergency services providers at the Louisiana Marathon in January. Their arrival and departure at aid stations along the course could be monitored remotely by race organizers and EMS dispatchers at the finish line. Matt, we're glad you're here to tell us about it. Well, thank you very much. Now, Joel, you, you brought the company here about 18 months ago. I, I, I talked about the product a little bit. You're really developing quite a following in just a short amount of time. It's, it's a blessing. Um, you know, one of my one of my kind of go-to statements being that being that an Italian Bostonian is you know we're good at some things and being humble is not one of them. <laughs> this has been probably the most humbling experience of my life. Uh, you know, the the in in a, the 18 months that we've been here in in Louisiana, we've got we've generated through our network of people you know literally a 30 million dollar backlog. And which is which is advantageous and, and wonderful, but of course, financing said operation creates brings a whole second. I know you can appreciate that. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> brings a whole second wave of, of, of challenges that we're 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 moving through. I mean, just yesterday we got a phone call that it looks like we got a four million dollar line of credit coming our way, which is a great thing. Congratulations. Uh, but the the following is it, it's it's kind of uncanny because we're the industry has problems. 
Okay, the, the anybody in the industry will tell you when you're doing these testing, it's it's like the health safety guy. You know when the health guy comes around, everybody goes, oh boy, you know whatever. But like when you're the quality control guy, you can literally stop the operation. And and if if production's waiting on data, they're going, well, we gotta go. Yeah. And our equipment solves that problem. And, 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 and the interesting thing is now we're, we're up to eight different pieces of equipment. Wow. And every time we do it, everybody says, okay, we want them. Well, I want to talk to you some more about the equipment. But, Matt, I want to bring you into the conversation here about the equipment or the software that you all have developed. A VIP signal. There's a lot, and I don't know much about this area either, but there is other GPS oh, tracking software, yes. tons of it out there. There's tons of them. What makes yours different and unique, and what does it do that others don't? So, um, so that's a great question. It's all, often the first question we, <laughs> we get when we try to talk to somebody, especially about, uh, about potential funders. Uh -huh. uh, you know, what distinguishes this particular uh, software package? And, um, and a little bit of what distinguishes it comes from how we built it. So we designed it for a specific customer uh, that works in the machine uh, service industry, and they were looking to track about 50 mechanics across five states. Just guys um, out in the field driving right, a truck. Right, and if, and, and a, and a, you know, it's a tight market, this, uh, this sort of uh, dispatch uh, truck tracking. I mean, there's a lot of good companies in there, a lot of well-built companies in there. Um, so it's, uh, you know, if you look for kind of a little niche within there, um, it would be that that those uh, companies provide uh, a service that, uh, that takes a long time for the company to adopt. Mm -hmm. And once they have adopted it, it's basically sewn into every bit of their, uh, their own technology. So okay. it's a big investment, in other words. Um, what, what this particular client needed, and, and let me say that uh, my service to this client was you know, building their website, writing their press copy. Okay. Uh, I mean, so this is a little bit uh, you know, sort of a new area for me. But, uh, but it was clear that they needed a, some sort of technology, and they needed it cheap, uh, and they needed it fast. They needed uh, they had a high turnover in their mechanics, which is uh, which is for this industry pretty uh, pretty typical. Uh, so you you didn't want to make a big investment. You didn't want to make a big investment in each vehicle. You didn't want to make a big investment necessarily even in in the uh, employees. They you know if they had an employee come on, we needed some way to track them quickly. If they left in a month, we needed to be able to pull that back. So you need a system that doesn't have big contracts. You need a system that doesn't have a lot of technology like. Uh, that you that you install on a truck. Mm -hmm. All of this is to say that the easiest way to do that is to be tracked by your phone. Um, okay. Your phone is tracking you right now in six different apps, um, and uh, and so this technology is very well established already. What is new about it is that uh, is about yours, about ours, is that the flexibility would allow us to track say 500 people in 15 minutes. So, so it's quicker. So it's quicker. It's quicker, but the scale is is significant, scale. Um, and you can take those people and track them uh, for a day, uh, for a month, however long you want to track them. Uh, there's a geofence uh, feature where if you put in all your customers, for example, you could put 500 customers in, um, the alert would allow you to know when, you're, uh, when your driver arrived at a certain location that was important to you. Um, all of that exists. What doesn't exist is a system that allows you to do that instantaneously um, and, uh, you know, for no more investment than going to the website. Uh, and so this is, um, it's an actual piece of equipment or it's an app that they just put on their phone and the... So it's a, it's a joint system. It's an app on the phone mm -hmm. uh, and it works on iPhones or Androids. Um, and it's a website, a profile-based website. So you go to the website, uh, you sign in uh, to the website and you, uh, and you sign in with your profile information. So, um, so once that's done, 
we, uh, you know, then everything works. Then you can, you know, if you're, so we, we, we have movers are the people that you track and we have sure. monitors are your, your dispatch people who see the map. Uh, we have managers who add, uh, who add locations who add, and who add people. So depending on what your profile is, uh, if you're a mover, you download the app, you turn it on, uh, and then the monitor and the manager can, can see you. So, so that's the basic prototype. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and and you, as you said, are a you know public relations guy. Yes. So you brought communications person. So you brought in so a brought software another, developer yes, to do this. I brought in another client. Um, okay. So <laughs> it, you know what I try to do with with my own business um, is uh, you know just for the sake of efficiency is to take clients uh, that might have uh, uh, sort of compatible needs and bring them together. Um, and so in this case, one of my clients is local uh, software firm of informatics. Sure. Um, and uh, Vinformatics is a wonderful firm, uh, and they have been a great client of mine for several years. And what I do for them is help them to respond to their RFPs and write some uh, promotional copy for their software. So I'm very familiar with them. Uh, I knew that they could build us this prototype, uh, and I knew that my client in the dispatch industry uh, needed it and wanted it and was willing to pay for it. So that's basically the whole germ of the idea. Um, Fantastic. Uh, we you know, have since moved on from that uh, a bit. but. Uh, but that's basically where it came from. And and Joel, when you came down here 18 months ago, you had the the ACE the auto testing lab. Now you said you have six products. Do they all do generally the same type of thing? No. Yeah, they're all they're all aggregate testing equipment. When we had Vulcan Materials in, I introduced them to the Auto Grade, and um, their quality control director was like, "Yeah, I like that." And what? And then he said, "But can you do this?" And and like I've I don't know if I said to you when we spoke before, but. You know, I'm kind of cursed with this whiteboard that follows me around, and it's really funny. I don't know if you all have ever seen the movie Liar Liar. You know, I don't he's think trying so. to say the market is blue, the marker is blue. Well, my marker is blue. It's always strange. Okay. <laughs> but they said, uh, "Can you make me something that will dry aggregate quicker?" Because that's a problem. Okay, that you, it's all time when these plants are running. And they're running four, five, six, seven hundred ton an hour. Sure. And this test takes an hour and a half. What's your liability? You know, if, there, if, there's, if, there's, if there's regal enterprises and you're running a plant at 700 ton an hour at, say, just to make the math easy, $100 a ton, you got, you got a $7,000 variable before you even know what you made. Yeah. You know, so the numbers are important. So, and, and then they said one of the words that kind of turned me on, where I worry about sample degradation. People don't pay attention to that. You, know, you, you don't even have to be a scientist or whatever to know. Heat destroys cold preserves. You want to <laughs> save the food, put it in the fridge. Right. You know, and when you're drying these things, you're drying by heat. It's not the only way to dry things. You know, I'm a closet physics geek. And you know, so what we you know what we ended up doing for Vulcan, which now we've taken to whoever wants it, is I built what's called the NRT dryer, an ideal gas law, PV equals NRT. But what we do you got is that, Matt. Me too. I'm taking notes here. There's a quiz. You right. can get a pass on a test from that guy for <laughs> yeah. twenty-five dollars. That's right. That's right. That's what you already said. <laughs> you know, you lower the pressure, low temperature, bring the pressure weight on, and you can dry something in a fraction of the time. So that's how this company's evolved. You right. know, like we're working with Intertech. Intertech said, um, "Can you automate the Atterberg test?" And we said, yes. He said, if you, and it was very humbling, you automate the Atterberg test, we'll buy 90 of them. Wow. These are six-figure pieces of equipment. So it's, it, you know, have we, it, 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 you've got to listen to the customer. Mm -hmm. You know, 
And one of the things I've told my shareholders and investors, and I'm sure you have too, is it's not what we want. It's what the customer wants. Sure. And I had one investor that was really kind of peeved. And he said, well, he said, I think we should. And I said, you can think what you want to think, but you're not the customer. If the customer wants this piece over here, that's what I'm going to give them. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, make a long story short, that's we started with the auto grade. The original business plan was written on the auto grade and the auto grade only. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Stephanie Regal. I'm talking to Joel Costonis of Ace Industry Holdings and Matt Mullinex of VIP Signal. Have you found that, Matt, as well, that like your software has evolved sort of as as it's a- grown and, and with yeah. the customer? Um, so one of the things that I've, I've learned in this uh, in this new m- mode as uh, you know, sort of developer of technical uh, software. <laughs> um, is uh, is this idea that you you know you don't want to make more than the customer asks for, right? You don't want to you don't want to go to market with something that's uh, super complex that you're super proud of that uh, took you a lot of money and time to build. Um, we failed at that uh, because we built quite a bit, but we had uh, we initially had one, initially we had one okay. customer who had very specific needs, and so we met all of those needs. Um, m- my challenge to myself and and within the team was, look, we hope someday to have more than one customer, right? So, so let's try to make every feature that they are asking for to be as flexible as possible. Do they want it to look this way? Can we make it so that anybody can make it look any way they want? Mm-hmm. Do we want it for this use? Do we want this speed? Can we make it, you know, we took every feature and we tried to make it as flexible as possible. Um, and that was really uh, sort of in, in, in anticipation of the idea that we, we don't know. We don't know what the customers are going to want. We don't know who we're going to meet. We don't know how they're going to use it. Uh, you know, the first introduction to the the use at the at, at marathons was just totally out of left field. So sure, um, like you weren't thinking of that when we you designed thinking that. the We product. weren't thinking that that it would be good for events. So nobody has a uh, a solution where, uh, for example, if you're a um, you're a wedding planner and you've got a little uh, cadre of florist and, and band member and and the priest and all these people who you work with, uh, not often, but sort of in your in your universe yeah. and you need to track them for a weekend right so we figured hey this would be a thing they could just download the app if you want to work for me this week um, turn the app on I can track you you turn it off you you get rid of the app it doesn't cost you anything it's just a, a use to me uh-huh. uh, to be able to have real-time you know viewing of you and uh, I don't want real-time viewing of me well, are, th- are right. there privacy Restrictions or requirements? Well, because I mean that is an interesting application. So we're not uh, we're not we're not commandeering people's phones. Um, so you would have to download this app. You would have a profile already created for you by the person who had uh, who was really our customer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, so in other words, you have to opt in to this system. And uh, and it doesn't you know there's no way to sort of You'll be secretly in front of the Senate pretty soon. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, there's a bunch of people in front of me. Trust me. Uh, if you know if it finally get to me, I'll be. But uh, if I want to work know. on that wedding or for that dispatch yes, company, what, then I'm going to have to exactly right. download the app, right? Right. right. Because uh, so it's so it, it's sort of this contractor space where. Um, you know, another another potential use uh, that we thought about is if you're um, if you manage properties uh, in several different states, and you don't you know you can't get there all the time, but you need a local crew that that you know where they are and when they showed up, and you have some proof that they showed up. Um, this would allow you to sort of manage people all over the country, uh, yeah. random people that maybe you only worked for one day with. Um, Interesting. So so that was the idea, um, and and when uh, when they were. We were presented with this idea of, uh, you know, we need to track EMS uh, staff on bicycles at a, at a marathon, but we need to now, and we don't know who they are. Um, so all of these things are sort of unique problems that need to be solved, and, and the, 
the solution that we had uh, turned out to be uh, really ideal for us. Interesting. So what is the pricing on, on y'all's various uh, products? We're on, we're on two ends of the spectrum. <laughs> One's real cheap and real expensive. <laughs> well, it's, it's um, look, in business, you, you, know, you kind of avoid that question. You, right? you go in to buy a Mercedes, they don't say, well, you know, gee, Stephanie, it's 96000 <laughs> They go, well, you know, it's going to be about 2200 bucks a month. You go, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the way that I look at and, and price my equipment, which I imagine you do this, a similar thing, is what's its value? You know, and, and the interesting thing, you know, we've been in an advantageous position where we're at first to market. So, you know. So there's the, nobody else doing this? What we do? No. You know, okay. No. And, and, and compliments to the, the government. We, you know, we, we're back protected for whatever, 20 years or whatever the patent life is. Um, but no, the auto grade. I mean, our, our equipment ranges from on the low end, probably twenty thousand, up over almost two hundred thousand dollars, depending upon what piece of equipment it is. But then the company buys it and they own it. So Turner Industries has yeah, well, it on and, and site and they use it then every time, or whoever. And uh, the most Vulcan important thing any business is going to ask is, I can spend a million dollars on 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 a widget today. When does it pay for it? So yeah, yeah. What's my ROI? None of our equipment has an ROI longer than 18 months. Hmm. And frankly, if, if your ROI is longer than 18 months, you're not the right customer. Okay. Because you don't have enough volume. You know, you have, like you have a target company. You know, the advantage, like you, you're, you've got a distinct advantage over me. You can, you can work with this guy or you can work with the universe. And that's, that's an advantage. I don't have that advantage, which makes, I have to be kind of selective. You know, and, and it's... It's tough because you want to work with everybody. You know, like I had a company call me from Arkansas, and they were like, well, we, we, you know, we have this problem, and we're looking to, you know, kind of automate our processes, but they, you know, they're, you know, a million dollars a year company. You know, and if you're doing a million dollars a year, you can't dedicate, you know, almost 20% to one piece of equipment. Right. You know, so, yeah. like, our long-term goal is to kind of have an inventory of units we could, rent mm-hmm. you know and and which for us is advantageous because the asset stays on our books right, right. You, would, you would manage it as a service yeah yeah like we have a co- we have a contract here in louisiana um with a, with a developer and i don't know if i can put it out there or not so i won't say names but we have a large contract here in louisiana and he's buying our equipment but we're also operating it for him on a contractual basis Okay. Which is which is a nice, you know, yeah. that's a good thing for us. And we're doing a, I just finished a long-term analysis on an in-house leasing. You know, there's a lot of, you know, look at the success John Inquist has had in his business. Sure. I was just thinking about that you know, when you said leasing. Yeah. That's the, the long-term goal, but that's an expensive, there's an expensive barrel to fill first. You know, you, like in our, in our case, the analysis that I, and I just did this literally three days ago. That's why the numbers are sharp. <laughs> It's you know you you're gonna have you have a negative of about seven million dollars, but you fast forward a year or two three out, you, the number the return is exponential. Hmm. You know and 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 again like I said you still have the asset on the books. Mm-hmm. But you said something interesting earlier that I wanted to comment on that I think and I totally agree with the whole technology and the presentation of, because like when we when we built our equipment our equipment talks. It, it does. It speaks in different languages and does all this. And, and I, when I first started selling the equipment and talking to customers about the equipment, I turn it on, and and she would talk. You would log in. Like if you logged in, it would say, "Welcome, Stephanie. You're okay. ready to test." And people, you know, 
pull back. But wait, what is that? You know, we joke like AT and T has Siri. Well, we call it, we call ours AC. 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 Like a little British accent. Uh, but I, it's an interesting thing when you when you're selling something. If you present too much technology, people go, "Well, wait a minute." So. What, it what, scares them a little bit. Yeah, it, it's there's a weird psychology with it. So the so what we ended up doing was, like, 50% of what the machine would do, we do, we don't even talk about it, and then they're more comfortable with it, you know. But the 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 end of the day is the technology that that he's in, the technology that I'm in. It it's the future, and 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 I was in um, we did a show in, in Little Rock, Arkansas, and and this one guy I won't say his name, call him Bob. He came into the booth, and he was looking at it, and he's all got his arms crossed, and he's tossing it back and forth, and, and I said, I said, what's the matter? He said, I don't like it. I said, okay, you know, you're entitled. I said, and I said, can I ask you why you don't like it? And he said, it's the future. Wow. And it was almost like a paid demand to say it, because it was perfect. There was like 25 people in the booth. I got right. business cards. It, you know, it was wonderful. <laughs> but it's... The, the balance of the technology and the display and the acceptance, it's a weird, you know, in our yeah, positions, right. it, it's, it's like, you know, you, you're trying to tell your, your client, look, you, you need this. Right. But then you don't want to scare them at the same time. Right. Yeah. So, um, so I've got a version of that story, too, that, um, you know, one of the things that I have learned is that uh, it, it's different selling to a direct customer. Uh, than it is selling to an investor. Mm -hmm. So this is yeah. not news, you know, to anybody <laughs> that's a real business person. But for me, it was news. Um, and, and you know, one of the sort of uh, amazing things that I, I found, I think I, I think I found this, and, and I'm sure that 100 people will, will prove me wrong, but, uh, you know, we would try to explain this idea to an investor. And the more, the more descriptive you are, the more accurate you are, the more features you describe, the less they like it. That's right. Uh, I, and I, and, and I, I just couldn't. just I kept, keep it simple, I, stupid kind well, of thing? That, that I didn't. Initially, I, I kept talking, which is not great. Um, but I think what, what happens here is, uh, so, so, so with an investor, they're not they're looking to get their money back, but they're also looking to, uh, to sort of be part of the creation process mm -hmm. a little bit. And they have in their head, whether they admit it or not, an idea of what your thing ought to do. Um, and if you tell them it does, you know, X, Y, and Z, you are now narrowing down the possibilities of what they might invest in. Um, and, it, and if it turns out that what you explain to them, no matter how good it is, um, if it's not what they had in their head, uh, they get less and less interested in it. And I'm sure that doesn't apply to everybody, every, everybody but, um, but I thought it was fascinating that, that there's another permutation on this idea that, that a customer, you know, needs to know certain things about the product. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It, it, that, the, the, the investor segment, that's, that's the worst part of the business. I, I, and, I, and I get it because you, you tell the same story and you have to speak that same story in 4,700 different languages <laughs> because what you're, you're exactly correct. The investor says, well, I think you should. Well, hold on. Wait a minute. You, you, you know, that's not the way that works. And, and the one thing, you know, as chairman of the company, the one thing I detest with my existence is that whole financial thing. But it, it's- What, having to get money? It's yeah. an evil. You, <laughs> you have to do it. And, and hopefully, you know, knock on wood, we, 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 we're about ready to cross that threshold where I don't do it anymore. Um, I'll find out at five o'clock tonight, as a matter of fact. Uh, but it's, that's, that's the hardest sell. 
and and it's it's like if you didn't have gray hair when you started the process, you will. And and it's it's not, I I you know that the different languages, the different presentations, and the, um, the like the different nuances. You know, and you you'll you'll talk to investor A, and you're like, okay, this guy's get it. I can just boom, you know. And then you'll talk to him, but like in my case, you know, typical business. You know, you have friends and family. Okay, my uncle John you mm-hmm. know, here. He's an investor in my company, and he's he's a tremendous advisor to me. You know, and and it, it's kind of nice where, it, yes, obviously the fact that we have the same last name helps, but it, but he's with the dialogue is is even. And then I have another investor that's one of these guys that thinks he knows everything about everything that was ever done in the world, and 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 he and he's never set foot in the construction industry. Yeah, but that that's in it, you know, and because I actually started thinking about what is it, what does an entrepreneur need to know before you take the plunge? Somebody needs to educate him on the investor. <laughs> investor one hundred and one. Ah. And you all have done okay getting financing. So Matt, uh, so there's a couple of ways to answer that question. Um, in in one sense, yes, we got all the financing we needed. Uh, because we 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 built with the with the financing from the original customer everything that we needed to have what we have today. So so in a strange sense uh, for this industry, as I as I as I think I'm coming to understand it, um, the ordinary process is you have an idea and you have a team and you have uh, sort of a concept of a market and then you go to a funder and they happen to agree uh, and then you then you create the first product and you move from there and you pivot and you do mm-hmm. all these things that we read about now or that I have I've been reading about. Um, we did a little bit differently. We uh, we found a customer uh, who also wanted to invest uh, and happened to have the money to put Good into his you. own company. That was great. Good and so you. he paid for the whole thing. Um, but what's but this, his name? No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish I had a thousand of them. But um, but here's the here's you know so this led immediately to the next lesson that I have learned here is that it's it's totally different building a product, especially a software product for one customer, um, than it is going into business to sell that product, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So those are two totally different things. And, and, and you know, software, and, and I know that you, you do a lot of software and a lot of hardware, too. It's, it's incredibly expensive. Like, mm-hmm. you can't even turn around without $100,000. So you can't. Wow. Um, it, it's hard to even get moving. And then you realize that however much you spent to build the product, you need four times as much. I, I got a thousand you, you, percent. Right. I mean, it's just like immediately <laughs> obvious that you that you didn't ask for enough money. You didn't pitch enough uh-huh. money. You didn't do anything with enough money. So, well, y'all, I could keep this going all day. Y'all are so interesting, and I think you should teach like a, a business school class together because y'all have so many great lessons that you, you should learned. get. We well, should get an honorary doctorate degree. Is what I well, think. I, yeah, when I get, get dollar number one, then I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll put myself in that uh, in that place. You're ahead of me there, so. Um. Well, my guests, my guests today on Out to Lunch have been delightful. Joel Costonis of Ace Industry Holdings and Matt Mullinex of VIP Signal. You can find out more about Ace Industry Holdings and VIP Signal by going to our website, itsbatonrouge.la. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. And our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. If you want to know what we all look like, you can find photos from this show on our website, itsbatonrouge.la, and on our It's Baton Rouge Facebook page. These photos were taken by Carrie Hosford, and you can find more of Carrie's photos at carriehosford.com. You can hear this show in past episodes of Out to Lunch wherever you get podcasts and at itsbatonrouge.la. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. 
I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch Baton Rouge is recorded live over lunch at Mansur's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansur's is open for lunch daily 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Orange Theory Fitness, delivering fitness results for a healthier world. 